1: fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you
0: very much. For 816 at K-Fire, True Travel Tales, iHeartMedia travel expert Jay Ratliff on the line. Hey, good morning, Jay. Hey, good morning. And well, first of all, Jay, uh, imagine you're, you're on a flight, you're relaxing, having a little beverage or something, and all of a sudden you hear a loud noise and what shows up crashing through into the cabin? This is crazy.
1: It, it, it is nuts, and you, you know, you think about people that are anxious to fly, and they're thinking, okay, let, let me get that drink to settle me down, and then you're seated on an air, air, aircraft, it's a jet stream, which is a propeller airplane, 20-some seats, and all of a sudden you hear a racket, and the propeller part of it comes through the fuselage on the right side, and continues over and impacts the left side of the passenger cabin. I mean, it's with stuff flying everywhere. But you had an aircraft that hit a bird with such force that it caused part of the propeller to break off and go right through the the cabin of the aircraft. AMS, B, thank God nobody got hurt, but what a story and what pictures came out of that article as this uh, aircraft was flying, I believe it was in a... Uh, South Africa as they were trying to land, but goodness gracious, what a mess. What a miracle, like you said, no one got hurt. Well, you know, it's it, and it's going to be interesting to see the report. I don't know how in-depth they're going to go. I know if it was in the United States, the National Transportation Safety Board would be conducting a, a number of tests on the propeller itself just to make sure that there was no fatigue on the propeller that would have caused it to be less, you know, Secure than what it should have been, but it it, it just shows you that yeah. I mean I don't know what kind of bird they hit, you know, a pterodactyl or something. But <laughs> if it was big enough that would cause that sucker to to break off like that. I mean, it is highly unusual to see that and for it to inflict that kind of damage. Of course, we've had you know we we've, we've had a, unfortunately passengers have been injured and worse on uh, U.S. flights where some DC nines and others. Where the engines are in the back have had mechanical problems, have come apart, and pieces of the engine have come through the fuselage itself, injuring and even killing passengers before. So it's not something that doesn't happen from time to time, but when you look at the number of flights that operate on a daily basis around the world, 100,000 or so, let's say in round numbers, it's amazing that you don't have more of those given some of the conditions that these airplanes operate in.
0: Jay, the next time I fly, should I be worried about my pilot's luggage tag and what it says?
1: I'm more interested in the pilot's uh, training skills and his experience than a sticker on his bag. Um, But, yeah, I I guess you can be. But for some people, it it is certainly a matter of contention. We had an American Airlines captain uh, that was standing in a gate area, and a passenger in the gate area noticed on his bag had a sticker slapped on there saying, let's go brand them, and uh, they took great offense to it. They took a picture of it. They sent it to American Airlines, uh, saying not only was I upset, but many passengers. Because you have to speak for more people, because it's got to be you know more than just you that's offended. Uh, you know, more people were you know complaining about this, and we certainly hope American's going to do something. American thanked the passenger for bringing it to their attention. They said they'd look into it. And what was it, guys? Two years ago, that American Airlines allowed slash encouraged a lot of their flight attendants to wear the Black Lives Matter uh, lapel pins. And people that said, look, uh, I don't want to do that, but I do want to wear a a pro-police or law enforcement pin. And the airline said, no, you cannot do that. And that certainly caused a lot of uh, contention there. So it's going to be interesting to see which way American goes. Uh, I remember guys years ago, many moons where you'd have labor and management fighting back and forth and pilots would have stickers and, and, and things on their bags talking about how bad the airline was or how bad the president of the airline was or what have you, where they were able, through the power of their union, to pretty much speak their mind. These are different days, so it's going to be interesting to see what, if anything, happens.
0: And I, I know one time you'd be worried about your pilotists as they've been off a while and returning with diminished flight skills, Jay.
1: Well, you know, Qantas, and anybody that's watched Rain Man, uh, the movie with Dustin Hoffman Tom Cruise, knows that Qantas is one of the safest airlines in the world because of this scene that they shot at the Cincinnati Airport. But uh, the Qantas pilots are coming back, and, and they're making mistakes. And there was an internal memo that came out that said, some of these mistakes are scary. That's a highly technical aviation term. Uh, because you'd have pilots that are trying to take off with the emergency brake still on, or pilots that collectively... Mistook the altitude as the airspeed. Now, guys, I'm telling you, that's not easy to do. And when you've got a cockpit that is collectively doing that, it's a scary, scary thing. And we've of course had situations where the landing gear, after takeoffs, not been able to be uh, retracted because locking pins that should have been noticed by the crew and removed by maintenance weren't removed as well. So we're seeing instant after instance after instance where this type of this stuff has taken place and you're thinking uh yeah it's it's something of course we had uh what was it the uh, was it an Emirates flight a couple of weeks ago that they had to fire the entire flight crew because they took off and had an overspeed issue where the aircraft was flying at a incredibly high rate of speed right after takeoff as the pilots were making a series of mistakes and you know, when you're 300 feet off the ground flying that fast, the, the pressure on the aircraft is of such concern. Protocol means you fly back, you land, you have maintenance go over the aircraft to make sure there was no structural uh, damage to the airplane itself. They didn't. They flew 14 hours to Washington, D.C., landed, and that's where the, the mechanics were called in to look at it. When you see these types of pilot errors that are taking place, It's one of the reasons you're going to hear more and more people down the road talking about the need for an automated flight deck. That's code for no pilots. That's code for, you know, completely automated flight systems with nobody sitting up there or one person up there just kind of monitoring the the flight controls. A lot of accidents happen due to pilot error, and I hate to say it, but we're moving in, in that direction of an automated system, which I am not a fan of.
0: So that's why the saying is, it's like riding a bike and not, it's like flying an airplane.
1: It's perishable (laughs) skills. And if you shoot a gun, if you ride a motorcycle, if you fly a plane, if you've not done it for a while, some of those skills start to to lack. And of course, over the years, a lot of people said, these airplanes are so automated. My gosh, they get up there, they push a button, and they're losing a lot of their, their flight skills. Well... It's not quite all of that, but I would certainly say that there is some credence to the argument that they are doing less flying these days than what they've done before. We had the Asiana plane crash many years ago in San Francisco. And that aircraft crashed because of, in part, the pilots having reduced flight skills for that. It was it was amazing how little... Actual flying as far as the landing of the airplane that they had done, and when they were forced to do it, the end result ended up uh, with uh, the airplane crashing and a loss of two or three lives. So it's it's something that around the the world has been a concern. It's been voiced. It's not like we're trying to hide it, but the idea is we've got to reach this balance where... A lot of these men and women that come out of the military with some incredibly high uh, flying skills are able to maintain those types of skills as much as possible when they get into the the uh, you know the the seats of some of these commercial airplanes.
0: And if someone has a question about travel or the stock market, Jay, they can get a hold of you too.
1: Yeah, Ratliff dot com. I get the emails every day from individuals that have questions on everything from you know. IDs to what they can bring on an airplane to, my gosh, the airline won't give me a refund or what have you, but if you want to reach out to me at jratliff.com on the stock stuff I do or, more importantly, the airline stuff that you guys, uh, we talk about all the time, by all means, reach out to me, and as quickly as my schedule allows, I'll get right back to you, because I always like airlines being held accountable when they're not doing what they're supposed to.
0: All right. You know, you mentioned Qantas Airlines, too, Jay. They had, they had the best TV commercial, airline TV commercial ever, did they not?
1: You know they well they have had several but the one I like the one I like the, the most and you need to google this one is Emirates Top of the World. Oh, I'll check that out. I mean, now if you are not a fan of heights, you may not want to watch this, but I'm telling you it is now my favorite. Other than Air New Zealand. Air New Zealand did do a uh, air, on board airline, you know, the the safety briefings that everybody ignores. Oh yeah. They did they did theirs totally naked. All they used used was body paint. So Air New Zealand, you can check that one out as well. But those two, Uh, yeah, probably are the ones that uh, right now uh, would be the first, foremost to my mind. But uh, yeah, Qantas is always good too.
0: And the one I love dealing with air travel is the insurance commercial with Dr. Rick and passengers and what you shouldn't (laughs) do to be your parents.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I love that one. Well, anything aviation-wise that can get people to pay attention, believe me, is something that I'm a fan of.
0: Because when I see those commercials, I see me, unfortunately. So, all right. Isn't that a shame?
1: Yeah. It's like, when when did I become that?
0: yeah, Yeah, exactly. All right. Hey, Jay, thanks so much. Always fun, guys. Thank you. Talk to you later. True Travel Tales. That's Jay Ratliff. Good morning. It's 827. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?